0: Luke 2, 6-14. And while they were there, the time gave for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling, swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region where there were shepherds out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. and this will be a sign for you you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger and suddenly there was with a, with and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased the word of god
1: to the people of god. thanks be to god you may be seated Everybody to Grace Harvest Church. We've been uh, going through this Advent season, and today we are on uh, the subject of love. God's love came down at Christmas, is what I titled uh, this sermon. Uh, we read today Luke chapter 2, uh, 6 through 14. And we just praise God today together. Glory to God in the highest, right? dwelt on hope in our first Advent Sunday, then we pondered preparation, just preparing our hearts for this season, which a lot of times is hard to do, isn't it? There's so many things it seems like rushing in, uh, trying to get done, but when we stop and ponder, our hearts can be prepared for the gift and the remembrance of the greatest gift ever given, the gift of God's Son. So we have great hope. Our hearts are prepared by the Holy Spirit to receive the gift. And Rifle covered for me last week on joy and the rejoicing that comes at this time of year. The great joy in the gift. Amen. And today is love. Love came down at Christmas. This announcement of this good news today of great joy. At. I want to look at four points from this text uh, that first part point is the good news of great joy just the aspect of the gospel the good news and that it comes with great joy and secondly that it's for all the people and thirdly it, the good news that's for all the people is that a savior has been born and that savior is Christ the Lord so those four points good news of great joy for all the people a savior and who is Christ the Lord first good news of great joy I don't know if you've ever thought about news uh, but news is something that has happened news is news it's not advice what I try to proclaim here is good news it is what has happened and that's what the angel announced the shepherds was good news about what had happened. Good news of great joy, and as we see this good news in Luke 2.6 in our opening scripture, it says, the time came, I think time is a part of the good news, just thinking about time, the time came for Mary to give birth. This was the time that the angel announced that this had happened. The birth had happened. The time had come. Galatians 4.4 4 says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Like any other man that had been born, this was the babe. The time had come, the fullness of time. A part of the joy of the good news is that the time has arrived it's like this long awaited time in our linear time of thinking and God puts things in that perspective as he reveals his word in the scripture and now he's saying the time has come for Mary to give birth to her son and it's that fullness of time time is filled up and now the birth comes the time of God is filled up, and the answer, the long-awaited, the long-anticipated arrival has come. That's what Advent means, the arrival, the, the coming has arrived now. It's Advent. When, when I thought and pondered this question, uh, uh, which popped up in some of my devotionals, and Teresa and I do in the morning, it said, what do you think the greatest miracle in the history of the world greatest miracle in the history of the world is i thought the resurrection i thought jesus my king dying for me on the cross i thought the greatest miracle of the gospel Uh, but we're in advent season and we couldn't have had any of that without advent without the arrival without the birth And it's not just the birth of any son, son of Mary, but it's the birth of the son of God. God is announcing this. God is announcing, my baby boy is born. I'm sending him into the world for you. and He will be a savior and he will be Christ the Lord. But isn't that good news of great joy? This is great news. Think of the of the time when uh, in Luke two seven she gave birth to the son. That's the greatest miracle in the history of the world. The the wonder that we awe of the eternal Son of God being formed into a man. I think of of Mark one when Jesus as as a man arrives on the scene in the Gospel of Mark. After John the Baptist was arrested, it says Jesus came into Galilee in Mark one. 14 and 15 he came proclaiming the gospel of God that's what these angels announced the good news of great joy which will be for all the people Jesus arrives now on the scene a grown man and it says he came proclaiming the gospel of God the news not coming and saying uh you know I'm going to do this and give you a bunch of advice about how to live your life how to do this he just announced what was what was was the time is fulfilled again the good news has to do with time and that time being fulfilled jesus said the time is fulfilled that's one of the first things we got to see about the good news the time is here the arrival of, has happened and what he says is the kingdom of god is at hand this is the good news what he was was the king and he had arrived he was here The king and his dominion of taking over this earth and taking it back for the glory of God had arrived. Man, that's good news. And he says, it's happened. Look at this grown man here. Announced by the angels in that manger to those shepherds that day has arrived on the scene. And here is the gospel of God. love it's like the longer you wait for something when it finally arrives the more the joy that comes with it upon that arrival man had humanity waited a long time for the announcement of God about the birth of his son and it had come what a joyous time what a good news of great joy isn't it and it's neat because it's for all the people for all the people Luke 2.10 says, And the angel said to them, Fear fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. The good news of great joy came to these shepherds out in the field, but it, it didn't just come for them. The message that came to them was for all the people. And this message, I think, is really well described by Simeon, who after this in Luke chapter 2 got to see the baby Jesus he had been promised that he would see this redemption arrive and he had waited he had long awaited all his life in the temple promised that he would not die before he saw the salvation of God arrive the advent that's a long awaiting right going to the temple every day I wonder if today's the day waiting and then all of a sudden Joseph and Mary walk in this little baby boy baby boy prays over him gives this blessing and one of the things he says in verses 31 and 32 of Luke chapter 2 is that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel this is it for Jew and Gentile and that meant For Jew and the whole world, that's what the Gentile world was, the whole world, for all peoples, Simeon says. He gets it. He gets that the joy, the good news, is for all people. That's great joy. That's for everyone. That's for all people. The story invites us to see Jesus this way, to see him and receive him into our heart. For all people, with great news and to realize that he is a savior. Can we humbly admit our need for a savior? Can we receive this good news? Because to receive a savior, you see, this good news, this announcement of great joy is that a savior has been born. Now, does that mean anything to you that a savior has been born? If you don't feel you have a need for a savior or saving from anything, This good news implies that you know something about the bad news. It's like if I said to you, 17 missionaries have got to leave freely from Haiti. They've got to go home. And you're like, well, missionaries go to Haiti all the time. They get on planes and they go and they get to come back. So what? That's the news it's the truth of the news 17 missionaries got to go home but do you know the story they were captive that a gang captured these missionaries held them at ransom all this time for long periods of time including children with their families some children five got released first there was some hope there then the other 12 were found and released So when you know the bad news, oh, it's not just 12 missionaries got to go home from Haiti, but they were held captive, their life was, can you imagine being there? Am I going to get out of here dead? I don't know. Maybe this is the end, maybe this is my life that I gave for Christ. So part of the news that's announced is great good news, of great joy, when we know the bad news, that we were held captive, that we were held captive to sin that all humanity had been held captive to sin since the fall of Adam. and that that was the ill that brought greed into the world, that brought wars, that brought all of man's inhumanity to man into the world. The Bible says that in Romans 3:23, all of sin a savior for all people, right? Because all of sin, fall short of the glory of God. What God created us to be, we fall short of. We fall short of His glory. The intentions, the beauty that God created in the earth and the potential for humanity in a garden of Eden fell and was marred because of sin. All of sin. That's the bad news. But Romans a little later in 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death. But here comes the good news because of the bad news little bit of understanding of the bad news the good news is elevated wow all of sin falling short of the glory of god and the wages of that sin is death and eternal separation from god not just a separation from him now and in this life but an eternal separation from the light of the world and utter darkness that's bad news but the free gift of god that's what we're celebrating at christmas the free gift of god that love came down at christmas time Every gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We need a Savior. We need a Savior. And the announcement of this good news is a Savior has been born. And that's good news to everybody that knows they're held captive and slave. There's slavery to sin with no way out unless a Savior comes for them to rescue them. Yes, a prince, the Son of God, coming on a white horse rescue us from our darkness and sin yes these imageries are within uh, tales and stories and in myths but they are within the scripture and they are within the scripture about a real time the time that is fulfilled and in a real place in bethlehem the scripture says in the city of david that's where from where this Savior will come from Bethlehem, but you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little among the clans of Judah, Micah prophesies for from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient of days. The time has come; a Savior has been born. That's good news to us who know the bad news, right? I'm trapped in my uh, sin and slavery with no way out. The beautiful news of Christmas is that a Savior has been born for all the people. God wasn't leaving us in this tragic state of separation from him, dead in our sin and trespasses. You see, the Bible teaches that we are broken and we cannot fix ourselves. Listen to that the answer isn't within ourselves. Our answer is outside of ourselves in God and the gift that he gives us in Jesus. That the Bible proclaims the news is the answer. We're left hopeless the Bible teaches without a Savior. We're left with no other means but our own human reasoning and that leads us us captive to sin Christmas sings that Jesus and his birth that a savior has been born who is Christ the Lord so we get to our next point right Christ the Lord why does it say that at the end of this announcement of good news that is born a savior who is the savior Christ Christos Greek word for Mashiach, Messiah the anointed one who is Lord Christ who is Lord born Lord he's a baby the announcement of is a baby being born and that baby is a savior and that savior is something more than just the son of Mary he's divine he is Christ he is Christ the Lord so we sing we sing songs this morning We don't know the answer, but because asking a question stimulates something deeper than just an answer. When we sing songs like "What Child Is This," I asked Samuel yesterday, what child is this?" I asked Naomi. They're like, "He's Jesus." Yeah, at Christmas they put it together, right? All of us can. What child is this? Is Jesus says something like he's born a savior who is Christ the Lord you can study and ponder that the rest of your life who what child is this that you're holding Mary we ask the question not because we just know the answer because it stimulates awe and wonder of the season you're in right now that a baby could be born, who is Christ. The Lord, born a king like no other king, born the Christ, promised Christ, the one and only Christ. He's born, He's made unique like no one else. That's why He alone can save us. He's born different than a Buddha. He's born different than a Mohammed. He's born different than a Hare Krishna or any other leader of a new religion. Angels greet. Why are angels greeting with anthems sweet while shepherds watch or keeping? Who is this? What child is this? He, he is Christ the Lord. He's Christ the King whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste, hurry up! Let's go praise him. Let's get there. Let's be there, people, at Christmas season. Let's, let's, let's run to give him laud give him praise praise see no one else deserves this praise jesus this babe this what child is this that angels are singing about let us rush let us hurry in haste to give him praise but it ponders deeper when it's asking a question like this this is one it's hard to ponder right because it says why lies he in such mean estate?" such poverty why would he be so lowly if he's christy means anointed it means king it, it means the king of kings this is god's son incarnate the wonder of the word the eternal word of god the eternal word of god that's what it is that I'll always lived it's flesh think think just the eternal word of god at christmas Tim Mathis said this in his devotional book that and he gave us last year. He said, Christmas, I think of, of more is more of a more than a beginning, it's a becoming. And I pondered that for hours and still I'm pondering it now. And it means Jesus wasn't a beginning. He was a becoming. He became something didn't take away anything that he was in the divine see in jesus all the divineness that was god dwelt in him in bodily form colossians says everything the incarnation the doctrine that we celebrate now at christmas is all that god was was in a baby christmas isn't just a beginning that's not the beginning the, the news is the arrival and him becoming the enfleshment of everything that was God. That's mind blowing. That's mind blowing. That's Christmas. That's the Advent. that's the advent. That's that's holding a baby in Mary's lap, sleep sleeping and saying, What child is this? Who? Why why does he lie in such mean a state? Good Christians fear for sinners here, beside pleading that 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 baby that announcement of good news is the good news for sinners do you admit you're a sinner what's your heart positioning at advent go wow my hope has arrived i would have no hope if god didn't send this savior who is christ the lord and if we can't sit at christmas looking at the lights and the beauty and the love that is magnified even in the midst of hardship. Even in the midst of loneliness, even in the midst of sin, still doing its ravishing work. If we can't look in the midst and through even our tears and hear the joy of Christmas, we're missing Christmas. Because no matter what, our estate, the estate of Jesus, lowly in that mean estate, leaving heaven. Corinthians says this has been one of my favorite verses for a couple of years. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor so that you by his poverty might become rich. By his poverty, why did he low in such a mean estate? Why is he there with the animals in a manger laid so low? Because it was a sign that his life coming down from heaven and all of heaven's riches and being made poor for you is an exclamation point of his love for you that would only take Jesus lower and into more mean in proper english more mean states in a state where he wandered this earth the bible says boxes have holes birds of the airs have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head that's a mean estate that is leading heaven For utter poverty and was he full he was full was he forsaken he was forsaken of man he was betrayed by those that ate at his table he went through hardships and abandonment and that wasn't low enough that wasn't a mean enough estate christ the anointed isaiah says Love that he's willing to go to at Christmas time takes him all the way to the cross. And that's why we have the cross interwoven at Christmas. You say, well, it doesn't belong, the cross. I want to celebrate his birth. But yet, Simeon again, holding the baby, looks at Mary and says, A soul will pierce your very soul. What's he telling her? Right at Christmas, holding that baby, telling her he'll be the cause of the fall. And the rise of many. Not just the rise of many, but the fall of many. He will be a a sign that will be opposed, Mary, and a sword. He's talking about the cross holding a baby. See, because the cross is at Christmas. And so when, what child is this? When we sing about nails and about piercing, what child is this? It's Christ. The anointed of God that Isaiah and many prophets said would suffer for us that we are lost and we've all turned to our own way like sheep and gone astray. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to be laid upon him. He's laid in them. Of Christmas, the great love of the Father, giving the most generous gift that heaven could give, the gift of His own Son, that we would not perish but have eternal life. And we pondered. that the angels sang at the close of our text. That angel was joined with a host of heavenly angels and they sing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace with whom God is well pleased. And God, we just want to celebrate and we want to shout, we want to sing with all of our hearts, glory to God in the highest for the gift of your son that love came down. Father, humble One of these is in the chair right in front of you, and in the bottom is a a cracker representing the bread of life, Jesus Christ, and in the top is some grape juice representing the blood.